Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship, and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Hello and welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Mark Fitzgerald, and it is a pleasure to have you joining me here today. I have built a life for myself through property, and I like to help others now do the same. If this is your first time joining us on a podcast, then welcome. And obviously, if you are a repeat subscriber, welcome back. If you are new, then please feel free to follow, like and subscribe the channel. And if you would like to leave a five star review on iTunes, I would be more than grateful about that as well, because it really helps me out. So today, I thought I'd go back to basics, back to my roots, and I thought that I would try and help people who are getting started or or maybe getting into the world of property, and particularly rent to rent, with my five things that I look out for when I'm looking to do deals. I always think it's very important to make sure you know what you're looking for, to make sure that you understand what it is out there that you're getting yourself into. As rent to rent for me is a business. I like it as a business because I like to build businesses. But if you go in there with the wrong mindset or the wrong approach of what you're actually getting yourself into, then it can be the wrong business for you. So today, as I say, I'm going to go through the five stages or five steps that I do go through uh, whenever I'm looking at a rent to rent deal. And if you find this is uh, helpful, and it really gives you some advice and pushes you in the right direction, then that's what it's all about. Equally to that, I have put together a 10-stage rent-to-rent guide with a bonus viewing guide. So if you're interested in that, I will put a link in the show notes or you'll be able to find it on yourinspiredpath.co.uk and you can download it there, go through it yourself and really start to build up your own sort of business plan, your own rent to rent guide and know what to say and what to do when you're out there doing the viewings. So without further ado, let's get started. So number one is areas. So it is all about knowing your area, your chosen area that you want to invest in, that you want to look to get deals in. Now, the best thing to do, I mean, in my case, I'm not from um, the north. I'm from the south. So when I moved up here, I had to do a lot of finding out for myself, you know, so it was a case of driving around the areas, walking around the areas, just getting a feel for them at different times of the day. Now, you don't have to spend, you know, every waking minute in the area, but I would just say when you're passing or at different times, maybe just stop, have a little walk around, get a feel for the place, drive through there at night. Do you feel safe? Is it somewhere that you'd like to live? Now, obviously, you're not going to live there and there will be certain tenant types that suit all areas. And what do you think those tenant types are? Who do you think you're going to be marketing to? So it really is important to understand the area that you're looking to work in, to understand the area that you want to be associated with and the tenant type. No good looking at putting doctors and nurses or school teachers or architects in a property that really isn't in the right area to do so. And if you spend a bit of money on the property and then find that you can't get the right tenant type to go in that property, then it's money that is wasted. So really understand your area and get to know which streets are the good streets and which streets are maybe not so good. 
you know, you don't want to take on a property just because you think the area is a good area, only to find out that's the worst street in that area. So don't be afraid to go to local shopkeepers, maybe just ask them what they think of the area, ask local letting agents, um, and just, just generally, as I say, get a feel, go with your gut. If your gut tells you there's something not quite right about where you are, then maybe there isn't. So dig deeper. I'm a big believer in going with your gut because it serves you well time after time. And when you don't go with it, you normally regret not doing so. Particularly with multi-lets, if you do get the wrong area, the wrong street, you will have difficulty letting the property. And that's not what it's all about. Whether you're buying property, whether you're doing rent to rent on a property, you need to have tenant demand. You need it to be in the right area. You need to be focusing on getting the right tenants in. So area is a vital one. Point number two. For me, it's always about the property condition. Is the property in a rentable condition as is, or is there a substantial amount of work that needs to be done on it? Now, if you're buying a property, it's great for it to need work because you can add value. And adding value is one of the most important things you ever wanna do when buying property. You buy at the beginning and you can make your profit at the beginning as well. But in rent to rent, it's not so good. If you don't mind plonking some money into somebody else's property to do it up, that's fine. And there's no right or wrong answer to that. I've just never believed in really looking at properties that I need to spend, you know, thousands of pounds on. I've always gone for properties that are in a good condition. They don't even have to be in the best condition, although I have found quite a few that are really in tip top condition. But they need to be in good condition. If they need a lick of paint, maybe a carpet changing, maybe just a refresh here or there, that is fine. That is to be expected. And that is how we maintain and keep our properties to the standard that we do as we go forward. But if you've got to, you know, put new walls in, you've got to really update bathrooms or kitchens or anything, you need to think long and hard whether that's part of your strategy. One of the main things in rent to rent is about profit. It's about building a business that makes profit for not only you, but also the landlords. But if you're putting big chunks of cash into somebody else's property, you need to be very, very careful about that. And you need to, I almost say, if you're going to, you know, if it needs a big refurb and you have to put a lot of money into it, but the property's in a prime location, you can recoup the money within six months. I would always try and get the landlord to at least come in and pay half with you and sort of negotiate a deal like that because I just, I wouldn't feel comfortable myself putting a substantial amount of money into somebody else's property and then having to wait six to 12 months before I actually make any money in that deal. That's a lot of work that you're going to have to put into a deal to not have any return. So you need to be careful with that. I make sure that I'm talking to my students when they're looking at these property deals that they're out there at the moment looking at, and just making sure that they structure it in the right manner that suits what they're happy to do with and also suits what the landlord wants to do. And if a landlord won't come to the party, then you go and find another deal. It's as simple as that. But the property condition is very, very important. So when you're walking around and you're doing your viewings, you make sure that you open cupboards, you look in closets. If there's any restricted areas, you ask if you can have access just to stick your head in and have a little look. Take pictures, ask questions, look for your damp issues, look for big cracks, look for anything that you really think over the next few years may or may not become a bit of an issue. And that includes when you go outside looking up at the roof, looking at roof tiles, looking at the guttering, anything you think. I mean, even it's quite good in some sense that if you are walking around with the landlord, 
you can almost point a couple of things out. And it, it, it also will sort of cement in them that you are a professional and that you, you are, you've got an eye for detail and you have got an eye for looking after the properties. So don't be afraid to walk around, put it in a nice manner. You know, I've never, I've never said to them, oh, blimey, this is a bit run down or anything like that. But you might just say, oh, you know, this could do with a bit of a refresh. Just turn things in a friendly manner. Get people on your side, build up their rapport and then obviously see what the condition's all about and whether or not it's in a condition that you're happy to take on. So point number three goes along with point number two, really. It is all about property layout. So again, another factor for me is you don't want to walk into a property and it just not feel right. Maybe in your gut, maybe it feels a bit pokey, a bit small. Maybe they've crammed, you know, five bedrooms into what realistically shouldn't be any more than a four bedroom house just because they've tried to get that extra room or they've tried to put on suites in every single room and it's just made the rooms feel really small. And the fact that once the bed's in there, there's a wardrobe, a chest of drawers, you can hardly swing a cat in the room or whatever you want to swing, if you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, if you feel it when you walk into that room, your tenants that are going to be coming and they're going to be looking around are going to feel it too. So you need to take that into account. Now, I've always gone with a bit of an open mind with the property condition. I've always looked for the best properties. But if the property layout was awesome and I thought there's a lot of room for me to really add value, for me to really be able to um, to get top top notch rents, then the property layout is very important. So sometimes you'll walk in and you can even see yourself that if something was moved, a wall was moved here or, you know, a petition was moved or maybe they just haven't used the best um, use of, of a space in a certain room. You know, you can go in and you can get creative and you can think to yourself uh, when you're actually negotiating the deals and things where or what you would do to the uh, to the house and to the property. So property layout is important. Room sizes as well. Know what your room sizes are for your area. So check that with your local council. This this goes to whether you're doing rent to rent deal sourcing. If you're just buying properties or buying HMOs, the councils can change the size of the rooms or minimum size of rooms at any point. Uh, and they don't always advertise it that well either. So you need to make sure you're on point with that and up to uh, up to the regulations and, and properties that you're taking on are. They may very well have an HMO license, but it might have been done under the old regulations. And if they've got a license renewal coming up, then they may not get that or as a five bed if one of the rooms is under size. So know your room sizes. I always have a little device that you put on the wall that measures the rooms for you. And I just take a quick note of, of each of the room sizes if I walk into a room and I think, oh, blimey, this is particularly small. Just to make sure you're covering yourself. And obviously you can ask the landlord uh, or the agent or whoever's showing you around about this as well. But make sure you do your own notes because they may not know themselves. So we are flying through these today. So at number four. A very important thing, which a lot of people get hung up on. Uh, I wouldn't say get hung up on it, but obviously you do need to know about tenant demand in your area. Now, a lot of people or a few people will say, check it on spare room. I think more and more the figures on spare room don't really give you an honest answer to demand in your area. I would pretty much say nearly everywhere across the country now is saturated with HMOs. Um, there will be pockets where maybe they, you know, there aren't that many. But in general, there's a lot of 
product out there, but there's also a lot of bad product out there. So really, if you make your rooms look like the pictures that you're happy to advertise and put on a spare room, you will get tenants inquiring. You will get people wanting to do viewings and you will get people taking your rooms. You can be top standard if you want to. You can be middle of the range if you want to. But just make sure that when somebody walks in to view one of your rooms or view the property, it looks like the pictures. If you can maintain it to a standard like that, then you're onto a winner. And it's easily done by just making sure that you know the paint colors for the house. So if I take a house on, I do ask the landlords if they still have uh, what the paint colors were that they used. Uh, if it's been newly refurbished, you'll normally go into the setter and see some paint pots there anyway. But if you can find out what the colors are, because sometimes it doesn't need a full repaint. It just needs a touch up here and there. And if you've got the paint palette colors and you can just go in and give the wall a touch up, then that's brilliant. It gives a room a fresh new feel and it can make a big difference when somebody's doing viewings. Equally to the tenant demand, you can put dummy ads, I think they call them on spare room if you want to. I don't particularly recommend doing that because I don't really think you get a proper gauge. But if you were tempted to do so, do it the right way. Put it on there, put coming soon. I mean, obviously, if you don't have a property at the moment to put on there, you could say coming soon uh, in this area. It's going to look like this. Uh, and we're looking for a bit of a waiting list of anybody who's looking maybe to move in a month or so's time. In which case, you're being honest, you are looking to get the properties that will be coming soon. Uh, and you can sort of see if you can get a bit of a waiting list. Ask them if they're happy to be on a waiting list for as you bring the properties in. Tell them about yourself. Tell them about your business, what you're going to offer them as tenants when they go in. And then make sure you can deliver on whatever you tell them you're going to deliver. As I say, I don't particularly recommend doing dummy ads. Um, I still don't think you're going to get a true reflection of what's coming. I mean, if you look on Spare Room yourself, the majority of the people that come through us, they, they don't even have adverts on for themselves. So it's very rare that we actually take on a tenant that's put an advert for themselves as they can do on Spare Room. So take it all with a pinch of salt. Um, but also ask other uh, letting agencies if you are doing viewings and you see tenants just ask them how they how they find the area what they're doing you know if they're working in factories or you see a lot of people working in factories then that's going to be the tenant type for the area if there's a lot of unemployment in the area then you're going to be potentially looking at that or if there's a hospital college university you get the idea your tenant types will be there but make the rooms look good make sure you've got them in the right area make sure the properties are in a good condition you can see where i'm going here can't you with all these stages and you'll be on to a winner so finally but by no means least these are in no particular order it's all about profit so it's got to be good for the landlord or the vendor it's got to be good for you as a rule of thumb, I always try and make on a rent to rent a hundred pound profit per room after all bills, everything's been paid, including the landlord. Now, obviously, if you're in the early stages of your rent to rent career, you know, different areas obviously warrant different money, but you may take a little bit less than that. You may be able to negotiate a bit more than that. And whatever you can negotiate is fine. I find at the moment it's very easy or it's easier should i say to go for hmos that have already got a license rather than trying to grab hold of a single let and convert it into an hmo 
which it can be good as well. I mean, if you can get it the right deal on one of those, and obviously as long as the landlord knows what your intentions are and what you're doing, then that can work really, really well. But profit is a big one. I see so many people starting out in rent to rent that will take rubbish profit on the first deal or two just to get those deals. And I just think, no, don't do that. You know, I also have been privileged to be around and coach a lot of people in rent to rent and be able to talk about the deals with them. And they're just saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm up against some other rent to renters and they've offered this deal, which just does not stack. The thing is, don't get involved in a bidding war with these people. If they decide to go with them, let them go with them, but then follow up. Because I tell you, within six months, they'll probably want to come and take your deal because that one's fallen out of bed. If the money cannot be made by the rent to renter, they will become demoralized. They won't do a good enough job and the landlord will get a real headache then because they won't get paid. And that is when you can swoop back in. You can pick it up, pick up the pieces and make it happen as a proper deal. Rent to rent out there at the moment can be getting a very bad name from a lot of people that just aren't doing it properly. But if they do do it properly, then it's a fantastic strategy and business to get into. So it's all about knowing the figures, knowing the numbers. Obviously, every area is going to be different. But as I say, one of the main things for me on my rent to rent training is I offer my um, students a one to one call, a couple of one to one calls actually included in the package so that if they find the deals or they want to talk through their negotiations or any one of these points or more, they can have me for 60 minutes, full attention. It's all recorded and we go through it line by line. Gives them that peace of mind, gives them that confidence that what they're actually trying to do is a deal. And it's not just that they're trying to grab a deal and going along with the numbers. Likewise, letting agents and landlords will tell you, you need to pay this, you need to pay that. You don't. You need to stack the deal. You need to put your and present your deal to them in a professional manner, explaining why you've come to this, um, why you've come to this amount that you can offer and, and the benefits really of them taking that deal. Not everybody will want to do it. And that's fine. But nine times out of 10, if you present yourself, you've built up the rapport, you know, you've got a good area, the property conditions, what you're expecting, the layout's good, the tenant demand's good and the profits there, then you have a deal. You have a rent to rent deal or really a deal in property at the end of the day. But you can then negotiate on whatever you want, whatever else there is to negotiate on. But those are the five points that always have to be aligned for me before I do any rent to rent deals. And if I can get all of those in line and obviously once you've got a few deals, you can take it away, you can do your homework and you've got a bit more of a point of reference to go off of. But make sure you, you know, you get out there, you surround yourself with like minded people, you put yourself in an environment to succeed and to win. And if you want to join my environment to do so, then please reach out to me as the intakes always open now to take people on and we support you. Uh, through the whole process, we train you and it's, it, I'm really enjoying it, which is obviously why I'm plugging it here because I enjoy working with people and helping people. The students that are on there at the moment are doing great things. There's a great community feel. Um, and, 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 and this is what I'm trying to say to you, whether you, whether you do or you go somewhere else, put yourself in an environment though with like-minded people, put yourself in an environment where you're going to succeed and not a negative one, but also put yourself 
in the framework and talk to people who have done it, who have actually physically built businesses and done it. Don't just take a load of advice from people who think this might be the case, who think that might be the case, or maybe have just had a bad experience because they they learned it wrong or they didn't learn it at all and they just went out there and did it themselves. So stick with those five points. Build your own. I'd be interested to always hear. You know, we've got the uh, community. We've got the Rent to Rent Business Builder Facebook group, which is free to join. Just come and ask and I'll let you in. And if you have any questions or you build your own five, um, then put them in the Facebook group and I'll have a look through them and also can give you some feedback on on what I see. But uh, no, I thought this would help you. I wanted to get back into sort of a bit more property this week uh, and I will over the next couple of weeks as well. We're going to have a few few more sessions coming through to really build up the property knowledge. If you've got value from today, please um, share it with your friends and subscribe to the podcast. And like I say, as always, if you could leave me a review, on um, iTunes or Spotify. I'm not sure if you can do it on Spotify, but if you can and you would, that would be superb. And also take advantage of my 10-step rent-to-rent business builder guide where I have included a bonus viewings guide as well, which will really, really help you when you go to talk to landlords, to talk to agents, as it is a bit of a step-by-step guide of what to look for, of what to say. And by the time you come out of that viewing, you should have all the details and everything that you need to have confidence in the deals that you're looking at. Equally, the 10-step guide will go through basically how to start up, how to manage and how to run a successful rent-to-rent business. That's my gift to you. If you go into the comments or you go to www.yourinspiredpath.co.uk, you can download this from there. Download it, have a look through it, tell me what you think, and hopefully it will bring you all success and the joy that you want for the future. Again, if you want to reach out to me, use social media or reach out to me through the website or there's many a channel you can get hold of me so please feel free to ask any questions ask for any advice and I shall catch you all in the next episode so you all take really good care of yourself and bye for now thank you for listening guys I hope you've enjoyed this episode Please subscribe and share the podcast with others. And if you could take a minute to leave the show a review, that would really mean a lot to me as well. Lastly, why not head over to the Property Unleashed Facebook group? And if you do, I'll see you there. Take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision. Bye for now.